Voluntary Input is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it. Go to anchor.fm slash start to join a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I guess tonight is either going to make you feel very inspired and motivated or make you feel very lazy <laughs> because she is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Miss Michaela Cox. How are Thank you? you for having me. It's not my intent to make everyone feel lazy. <laughs> but my goodness, you're an author. You're a single mom. So let's just get the big question out of the way. How do you do it? Um, a lot of hard work. And last night I didn't sleep by accident. I usually sleep really well, but I couldn't go to sleep last night. So I just said, well, screw it. I'll just get up and get work done. And that's what I did. So, <laughs> so what you got to do, right? Yeah. And there's no, there's no magic wand or fairy dust to make it happen. You got to do it, you dang self. You got to just grind it out, like people like to say. So how old yep. are the littles that you have at the house? Um, My daughter is 10 and my son is 7. Wow. And you still managed to how many how many books have you published i'm fixing to release number seven on tuesday seven published books oh, yeah, yeah and i have i'm writing one right now and i have the rest of the year planned out and i probably have like oops sorry um i probably have like i don't know another 60 sitting on a hard drive somewhere that i've already got outlined goodness gracious when when did um when did you start writing uh when i was a kid I've always written. I don't ever remember not not writing. I mean, obviously, I don't write now what I wrote. I didn't write when I was a kid what I write now, but I wrote my first poem in fourth grade, and I was a weird kid. I somehow <laughs> <laughs> um, the notion got in my head that I was all upset about how this was in the eighties, and I was in Texas at the time. That's where I'm from. That I had an issue with the fact that it was okay to burn the American flag in this country, and that was wrong. So I needed to write an editorial about it and submit it to my local newspaper. So that's what I did. Did they did they print it? Yeah, they did, and I I put it at the beginning of my my book coming out in uh, on Tuesday because it shows the seeds of the beginning of my political interest. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fourth grade. I don't even. I wasn't thinking of any of that stuff in fourth grade. Yeah. In the 80s, yeah. I was a little older. So, <laughs> like I said, I was a little bit of a strange bird. <laughs> so, when was your first book published then? When did you become? 2011. And which one was that? That was my collection of poetry. Oh, poetry. Nice. Yep. yep. That is incredible. I picked on that one for years, though, because I was in school. And when I'm in school, I don't have time to write my stuff because it takes me too long to do all the crap I'm doing for the professor. So I had to pick at it. That's why it took so long. Oh, okay. How long did it take you to put it together? 
I wrote the first poem for that one when I was eighth or ninth grade. And then I wrote the last one in 2004. And then I got distracted by a lot of adult crap. (laughs) (laughs) And it finally got done in 2011. So adult crap. Yep. Adulting. It always gets in the way. Yeah. It's so not fun. So on top of all that, the writing, the kids, there's one other thing we kind of haven't shared yet, and it's something to do with you physically. Yes, I am legally blind, have been my whole life. So it's the first D and what I call my 38 triple D. And no, that is not my garment size, guys. <laughs> Calm down. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> Maybe when pregnant, but no, sorry, I hate to disappoint. So what does that mean? Um, it is what I call my 38 triple D, a journey of traveling, a journey through lifelong disability of legal blindness, um, divorced at age 26, and unfortunately the death and loss of my beloved, uh, love of my life at age 38 and throwing me into solo parenting. Oh my goodness. 38 triple D all by the age of 38. Sounds like fun. Want to trade? I think I... Like yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say, and I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, um, your blindness, how, how did that happen? What? I was born with it, and no one really knew why for a long time because I was in, I'm fixing to tell you all my age. I'm, I'm, when I came up with that 38 triple D, I was 38. Well, that was five, almost five years ago. So, I'm 43 now. So, I was born in 78. And so, obviously, we're not completely medically advanced, but relative compared to the 70s and 80s we know way more than we knew back then and they had no clue why I was born that way any more than they could figure out at seven months old why I uh, had most of my sight although it be impaired oh wow so it it just came well in my background and my family uh beliefs were of faith and we're Christians and so we believe that God chose to do a miracle and grant me my sight in the sense of at least I went from not seeing anything total darkness to being able to see although impaired so it was a miracle that I actually see at all although impaired oh absolutely I agree 100% though I mean that's that is miracle stuff I mean how else do you explain it so that's no and Mexican couldn't either so they're like uh yeah um I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I hear doctors say it all the time, actually. You know, there was something, you know, even the ones that won't say anything spiritual, they'll say, well, there was something else at play there, obviously. So, right. It's like their way of getting around it or something. And I, and I think that's a, I think it's incredible. I mean, I mean, like I said, on top of everything else that you do, and then you do it through the, so what is your site like now? Is it, I see um, it's complicated um, for the ones of y'all, and I'm not a medical doctor, so I won't do all the correct jargon. I don't claim to you. In this country, and I'm not sure if it translates internationally because I've been doing some international podcasts, so I don't know if they understand our metrics or whatever. But in the States, it's, and I don't know how broad your audience is, so I want to make sure everyone is understanding what I'm referring to. In the States, it's referring to your visual acuity in relation to the gold standard of 2020 vision, and the further you get away from that, the more impaired you are, and it means without correction. And I believe legal blindness is defined as 22 or 2400 uncorrected vision, um, which puts you within the parameters of the law defining you as blind, hence legally blind. So did it, so did you go from 
total blindness and it progressively gotten better or did it just reach a point and then that's where you've been ever since you were seven months older generally stays within a certain range it's only been as an adult where i don't know when exactly it went to not so within that range i usually when i was a kid stayed within the 20 to 20 50 to 2100 depending on what eye you were talking about and whether it was referred to as corrected or uncorrected vision right so. now i have really bad eyes too i have really bad astigmatism but you know <laughs> and then of course my age now they you know well, what was about five or six years ago they they're like okay now we're going to start talking to you about a little thing called macular degeneration i'm like oh, okay here we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah my eyes have been bad my entire life i i've always worn glasses and what's you know what's messed up this is my this is my bitter side for a long time but they quit working and so i quit using them and here come my children well, so hold on messed up what were you saying about what's oh, messed up my bitter this is my bitter side but you know is when i was younger i had to always wear those ugly horn rim glasses and i got made fun of for them oh i got made fun of anything i had to do in school well now in the 90s and even now now those are cool i know people who wear fake glasses just so they can have those i'm like get out of here <laughs> Nah, that, uh -uh. The struggle, they don't know the struggle, do they? Yeah, they don't. <laughs> we paved the way for them. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, so, so that's a lot. What, you know, what other uh, challenges have you had to face? I mean, that that's nothing in and of itself with the eyesight being a kid. And then you said as you got older, obviously you got married and. Yeah, and my vision is not cut and dry either. It's it's legal blindness with the root of ocular nerve atrophy, with astigmatism, astigmatism, crappy peripheral, crappy depth perception, and nearsightedness. So let's really make it complicated. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Well, it depends on this. It depends on this. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's but never you, just that, you know. But you have but, such a um, great yeah, attitude about it, though. That's amazing. It's all I've ever known. I've never taken a breath or had a day where I wasn't. I, I've ne it wasn't right. like I went from perfect vision to now my eyes are totally jacked up because of some illness or incident. It's just all I've ever been and known and all I ever will be. It's not, I mean, they would have to come up with an optic nerve transplant. And then you're talking about trans, we're not talking about an organ transplant. We're talking about like transplanting nerves. Right. They exist. And even if you did, you're screwing with your brainstem. I don't know if it's worth it at that point. You know what I mean? It's nuts. Right. I'm like, I'm all good with surgery. Go get ready for that. It's fine. Um, someone wanted to make a little bit of appearance. Oh, I he guess. just wanted. That was our guest. Our guest appearance tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh. Um, I mean, it's one thing to go get your gallbladder taken out or go have a C-section or something, but then to let someone go in and go on your brainstem and remove a nerve. I'm like, uh, -uh no thanks. I'll just keep not driving. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Well, you know. I don't Speaking something and making it worse. <laughs> exactly me either. You know, for deaf people, they have those cochlear implants. Yeah, they do. But it's like they didn't. They could never really come up with anything like that for eyes. I don't think they ever will. Well, I mean, I know, I know. Depending on the root of whatever vision problem, if you if it's cornea related, you can get a cornea transplant. But yeah, but even yeah. that, yeah, I don't want somebody cutting on my eye like. <laughs> so, I always believe in. Um, you know, we all will face some challenges and adversity throughout life. And I believe that, you know, a good support system around you 
is very yeah. important. Have you had that strong support around you your entire life or? Uh, for the most part. I mean, my first marriage, not so much. That's oh. the reason why they're exes. That's one of the reasons. Oh. <laughs> but um, my parents were when I was a kid and then I've had a lot of really, as an adult, I've had a lot of good friends. So, you know, and that's part of the reason why I moved back to Louisiana from New Hampshire after um, the passing of my husband. Oh, that's a that's a far journey from New Hampshire down to. Are you from, twenty six hours? Yeah, are you from Louisiana then originally? Oh God, no. Uh-uh. Oh, okay, I'm Texas. I'm Texas girl. I will never claim Louisiana. I call it Louisiana. No uh-huh. offense, people who might be from Louisiana audience, but I'm a Texas girl. Always will be, and very proud of it, and will never say different. <laughs> Stars and like, what? How's the song go? Huh. We're in the heart of Texas. I don't know. I don't know this song. Yeah, it's been a long time. I. <laughs> I was almost 10 years in Texas before I moved to Louisiana. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, and everyone looks at me like I'm weird. Cause like you've lived there the longest. Like, I don't care. My birth certificate says Houston, Texas. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thankfully I, I believe everything's turned around there now, weather wise. Right. Uh, eh, it's back to normal for as normal as it gets around here. Well, I mean, Texas, I think they've gotten everything straightened back out with their, their yeah, power and the I water. Know. I hope so. That was, that was, un, yeah. We had it too in Louisiana, which is messed up. I'm like, we're not even supposed to get snow once every five to 10 years. And we got it twice in eight weeks. I'm like, am I in New Hampshire or Louisiana? <laughs> well, there are people who say there are reasons for that, but. Uh, I don't know, but I, this Southern girl don't like it. Nobody likes it. Trust me. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. so speaking of support though, and you mentioned some, you know, some of your adult friends, especially, and we all need good friends. Who's your, who would you say is your biggest cheerleader? Like you have somebody that's always got your back. Yeah. I have a couple of them around where I live. Um, my good girlfriend I've known since high school and, you know, I have a really good counselor and a few others that are around that are really good too. Good. Nice. So what about, I mean, I had to, and I know I don't want to keep going back to, but just thinking about all the challenges you have faced, a lot of people, I know myself included, I would just be completely overwhelmed and ready to throw in the towel. I mean, what would you say? Well, it is- can be overwhelming. I'm not saying I haven't, and I have all the answers or I had it all figured out or that I didn't have my bad days, but um, for the things that I've been talking about a lot with people lately and that I think are applicable to just about any a struggle or hardship or time of tribulation or whatever you want to call it is life is a choice. And what I mean by that is we may not choose the circumstances that are dealt to us per se. Like when you're playing a, a, a hand of card in a card game, right. you may not choose those cards you got dealt, but you can choose when to play and how to play strategically that card to get to where you want to be. Absolutely. Or if you're an artisan especially if you're a good card player. (laughs) Um, If you're an artisan, you may get hired for a job and you may like certain materials, but they tell you, no, you're going to use these materials and you may not like those materials, but you still have control on how you portray your art on that canvas that they gave you. You didn't choose the canvas. You didn't choose the deck cards or the cards, but you get to choose and have responsibility over your choices of what you do with it. So your biggest strength is basically realizing, hey, this is just the hand I was dealt, and I just well, got to play that's it. Part of it, I mean, um, the other part of it is I've 
always had my faith. I've always had a good support system and I've always decided and made the choice to be, you know, strong will, determined, work hard by sure will. And basically you're not going to tell me no. And <laughs> that shows actually last wrong. <laughs> that, that shows just, just from talking to you this short amount of time, <laughs> you can tell I can my beer and watch. <laughs> sit back and let me go right <laughs> it doesn't help that i'm a redhead and a texas and a southern girl so you know ah there you go okay so <laughs> what about everyone's favorite subject 2020 it was definitely a challenge for everybody Ooh, oh yeah <laughs> so yeah that was a, we need to do over something what was some specific challenges you had to face I got behind schedule and my feathers, my production feathers did not like it. <laughs> I was behind schedule. Like writing and getting. Yes. I had to work my butt off during the server to catch up, but I managed to pull it out. But I got behind. See, staying home for me is not that big of a deal because I'm home all the time anyway. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> as long as I have stuff to do at home, I'm good to go or I'll turn on Hulu or something like most people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what got you so far behind? Well, as much as I enjoyed having my kids home for half the school year, <laughs> that's when I write is when they're in school. Well, guess what? They weren't in school last year. So. Exactly. We had the longest spring break ever. I knew the answer to that right when I asked it because I've I've heard a lot of people say that. You know, everybody thought, oh, and I even said it myself. People are like, oh, well, now I got all this free time. I'm like, what free yeah. time do you have now? I had less yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there was no free time. So I just finally got my head screwed on straight about coming up with an alternative plan to get all this stuff done, and I managed to pull it out. And I would have had my political book out in time for the election, but I got behind because of formatters and editors and whatnot, so that wasn't really my deal. Right, right. <laughs> but anyway. So, and to flip that upside down, what were some opportunities that you saw in 2020? Were there any? Yeah, I everybody was home so i hired a bunch of babysitters and i got a lot done once i figured it out oh there you go <laughs> the teenagers were out of school too <laughs> true yeah well, that's right babysitters for me <laughs> and you know what's funny in my neighborhood there were people sending out messages like well i have a teenage daughter at home if anybody needs a babysitter <laughs> yeah exactly right so i guess that was a yeah that was a good thing yeah. in that respect yeah, exactly and hopefully you didn't get the big C. Did you get the, the virus by any chance or anyone Not so you know? Far. Knock on wood. Good, good. Yep, been all good here. Good. Yeah, same here. I mean, we think we got it early, but, you know, no one can really answer that or not. So, right. But thankfully, yep, been all good here as well. So, what about 2021? What can we look forward to from you? Oh, I got a bunch of stuff. Okay, so I'm releasing the political book on next Tuesday. I have a companion book coming out for my first religious book. See, I don't do just one thing if you haven't figured that out by now. I see. see. And then in May, I hope to have the second religious book out. And then in June, I need to have the first book out <laughs> in my series. Now I see about my own life, which is the last series I have to get started. And then in August, I will release book two in the series I did for my kids, the Before the Clock Strikes Midnight. And then in the fall, I will release Motherhood two and three that have already been written. So, let's get, <laughs> I got to keep up with it now. So, let's, 
Let's try to talk about. And I'm starting a Facebook group community on April 5th. Awesome. For uh, mothers? Well, kind of. It's more for people who are walking the journey of uh, what I like to call um, thriving in all things, learning to travel through love, loss, grief, and life. Oh, that's, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So what about some of your uh, writings? Like you say, you have motherhood two and three. What was, what's some things that people can find in the first motherhood book? It was, um, it was my reflections and thoughts and observations about what I was going through when I became a mommy for the first time when my daughter was born in 2010. So like one of the chapters is called I'm a virgin in motherhood anyway, meaning I'm new to it, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I forget how did I wear the, uh, the breastfeeding just dis- dis- Gestapo. Um, we all have our moments. Don't, don't we all have our moments? You know, um, the experts say no more commentary from the peanut gallery, you know, just clever, cute little things that I was thinking <laughs> about. And then there was one, um, whose nipple, the bottle or mine, or, you know, I'm moving up and the girlfriends are moving up in the world, you know, just the things that we go through as women of, you know, being pregnant and having a baby and adjusting to life after becoming a mom, you know, all the things. So. Awesome. Awesome. Sound like you have kiddos. So you've obviously observed those changes a couple of times. Well, there's, there's definitely a lot of challenges. <laughs> I'll just put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, uh, challenges of single motherhood, um, what, what are some specific, you know, points of encouragement you could give some single moms? Cause I know there are single moms watching and who will be listening. So what are some, um, I think, well, I'm a planner anyway, but I think you have to plan a lot more and I think you have to get really resourceful and kind of rely, rely more on your tribe than before, you know, depending on where you were at. Yeah. I think that's a big one relying on your tribe. I mean, we talk about building community. Yeah. Building community. We talk about that all the time. You got to have. Gotta That's have those. a resource. Building community. That is, in fact, can be a resource, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we don't talk. No one can do it by themselves, despite what we may want to tell ourselves. Yeah. And there's there's even a there's a saying, there's a song, No Man is a No Man is an Island. So Well, I mean, I love Paul Simon and Garfunkel, but <laughs> I'm not a rock and I'm not an island, but you know, it's a great song, but it doesn't really work in life. <laughs> not at all you try i mean i've tried it i'm not gonna lie when i was younger i tried it it, it does not work out at all no, no it doesn't. <laughs> love music but don't work in life no not at all oh what was i gonna say oh i was gonna say you know we don't really talk a lot of politics on this show but what is i've, I've seen you know on your website and i believe on amazon you do have a uh like a flyer up now for the we the people book what it's is- already up on amazon i'm just a bitch I, I can't talk i can i'm officially launching and announcing and promoting starting on the 16th I, i'm one of those people that like have our ducks in a row gotcha. so i won't launch until i know everything's good on amazon's and i'm like yeah, i ain't doing that <laughs> like, <laughs> i need to know it's just right before i go tell the world about it so it better be up on amazon and in perfect form exactly but- so what what's a little bit about what it's about i mean we the people that's a that's it's a, about exactly what it says it's about we the people because yes personally i'm conservative and i'm not going to get into that here but 
I am always first and foremost a constitutionalist. We have to understand the rules of the game of our country in order to play the game. Exactly. If you don't get the rules of the game, you can't play the game. Even if you don't like the rules, I don't care if people agree with them, disagree with them, like them, don't like them. The fact of the matter is, if you were to go to play hockey or baseball or football or, or basketball, you can't play that game if you don't know the rules. Well, some people do. But <laughs> well, well, they don't work very well now, does it? That's the point. If you want it to work well, you need to know the rules of the game so you can go know how to learn how to play the game. And then if you don't like it, change within the parameter of the rules that you learned. So that's my point. True that. I want as a dialogue to look at what this country is truly about, about we the people. Because if we as individuals who make up America's um public population do not understand what this country is really about that is how we will lose what we're supposed to have as we the people so it's about exploring that basically absolutely i i can agree with that don't get me on my soapbox well and i think a lot of the problem (laughs) well i think i think a lot of the problem happens especially in recent days and years or whatnot is people have stopped listening and uh I, i think that's a huge huge problem People don't listen to each other anymore. People run yeah. into their corners. People will say, well, I'm this or I'm that. And then they are automatically against what they believe is quote unquote, the other guys. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not even, we, that's not people. That's not we, the people that's and us versus them. Either because the forefathers didn't always agree either, but had they just stuck to their corners, we would have never been formed. They were willing to listen to each other and come up with a solution exactly how we got what we got now that's not to say that i can't have my opinion and someone else can have theirs and we can have a dialogue about it but exactly you know. yep so true so true i hear it all the time it frustrates me too by the way to to see how people have just divided themselves and then they don't listen to each other I'm like oh my gosh no one is no one is exclusively right no one has yeah. the exclusive right to truth so it's, yep. yeah just listen that's that's like yesterday that was my word of the day to everyone if you don't do anything else today just listen (laughs) (laughs) well Michaela this has been absolutely fun and I've been sitting here trying not to laugh because I see the the little ones jumping around behind you every once in a while (laughs) that's awesome so I think you already did all your what's that Speaking of not listening, I don't think they're listening right now, but oh well. <laughs> and that's like par for the course. Uh-huh. So you have all your books. I think you already plugged them all. And I hope everybody wrote all that down. I so. <laughs> well, I talked about them vaguely. There's the the motherhood is take a sip, take a breath and go. That's mm-hmm. the series. And that's the first one. And there's a companion book to that one. And then the religion one's called um, Scripture, Spirituality in Our Culture Today. And then I'm working on the second one right now. And then I did, um, I don't think we mentioned this one, um, Living at the Beach, or Living mm. the Beach Life, excuse me. I did that one last summer, and then I, I did mention the um, Before the Clock Strikes Midnight, and then the political one, and then this year is the basically going back and following up with sequels, except for the first one in the Now I See series about my life. So. Oh, wait, yeah, you said Before the Clock Strikes Midnight, you said that was for your kids? What is... What that means is um, I actually got the original idea in 2011 when I was a new mom and feeling torn and tethered and frayed at every end because I was wife and new mom. And I had the brilliant idea of, oh, let's start grad school when you have an eight-month-old. That sounds so intelligible. But okay, let's see how that works out. Like, hmm. 
Yeah, Michaela, you might want to rethink that one. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, what was even better is having a three-year-old and a four-month-old not sleeping through the night and trying to write a thesis. Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, another story, another time. Um, <laughs> and so I remember thinking, I felt like I was already like, I should be doing housework. I should be writing paper. No, I should be with my kid. And I felt like I was missing out. And so I let it go because I was busy, of course. And then um, it came back to me, especially after my husband died. Um, we're always telling our kids everything's important. Mm-hmm. This is important. This is important. This is important. Which it is. It's all important. But we really have to think if we if we were to write them a letter or have one place of these are the things we absolutely want you to take with you as you go out on your own journey into the world. This is what I want you to know. And so I wanted them to have that. Like I could, they could go to one thing and say, this is what mom really wants us to know for life. And then even more so, um, I want them to know what their father would tell them since he's no longer here to tell them, unfortunately. So I was really, I got a sense of urgency of writing this down in one book and it ended up being a five book series. Um, wow. And so I did, and it's called before the clock strikes midnight, like before you go out, you know, the, the, the ball's over, you know, before you go back out. So. Mm-hmm. just a collection of uh, truth and wise words that I want them to take with them as they grow and go out into travel their own journeys in life. So I'm trying to do the math here in my head. So essentially you've done all this work from within the time span of 2011 until now. Yeah. Especially a- the last six since 2019 actually that is incredible oh my gosh like i said you're either going to inspire or make a lot of people feel lazy because you get a lot done that's for sure <laughs> i don't know how to not be busy i don't know how to just do one thing they're like uh-huh what is wrong you're like it's just what i do see i'm the that's kind of person I, I got you i and i do i i have this natural curiosity but my thing is I'll get real curious about something and then I'll do it to the nth. Like I'll just keep plugging away. And I don't like to say, oh, I'm going to do it until I'm necessarily the best at it. I like to do it until yeah. I know I've learned everything about it that I possibly can. Right. So, and, and I, I've tried to get away from the, the practice makes perfect. It's more like I'm trying, cause I'm a perfectionist. So I'm trying to work really hard and going more with, Practice makes progress. So let's go with that instead of perfection. Absolutely. But because I'm inclined for perfection, my perfectionist feathers don't like that too much. So they're at war with each other. Like, <laughs> <yourself>. Right. <laughs> perfection. I don't, I often wonder if there's, no, I don't think we can do that. We're not, I mean, we no. can, we can be perfectionists, but I don't think we can ever reach perfection. You know, some of us are no. good at things, but that doesn't make us perfect. So. Well, um, I'm not. Michaela, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, so you have. I've enjoyed it too. What's that? I've enjoyed it too. This has been great. So where can people find more about you? I All my books are on Amazon. I have a website and it has all my links, like my author central page and Facebook and Instagram and all that good jazz. Awesome. Awesome. And what is, what is the website? It's myheartfeltmeditations.com. All right. I just want you to plug all the way so that everybody can go check you out. Because like I said, I think the work you're doing 
and the amount of work you're doing is just absolutely awesome and i want to thank you for coming on thank um, you for having me anytime you're welcome back anytime as soon as yeah, you yeah, let's do it again yeah as soon as you get the ball rolling on some other books just come back and we'll, we'll talk. and maybe maybe we'll make an exception for you and we'll have an all political show and you can talk more about your Hey, I don't. Careful what you ask for. I have my master's in it. I'm all. I'm all about it. <laughs> nice. Oh, so your master's is in what is it? Politi yeah. Political science. I did, uh, my master's in political science and American government, and I am very much. I would love nothing more to be able to have to teach and be in front of people all day teaching about the Constitution. Wow! Wow! That's <laughs> awesome. And see, for me, I'm the kind of person I tell people this all the time, and some of them don't believe me, but I don't care. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really espound to be like purely partisan. So when you say I'm conservative and I don't want to, you know, call, that doesn't bother me at all. I will, I, I'll talk both sides of it because I believe yeah. that, you know, like you both sides. Yeah, we the people. And I believe exactly. there's good and bad on both sides. So there is. There's technically an R behind my name, but I, my husband and I at the time in 2016 were so pissed off with both the political parties and we about dang near went independent. I'm like, you know what? Screw all of y'all. I'm sick of y'all. None of y'all are acting like we the people. And that's me. <laughs> my blood pressure was up and I was yelling, oh my gosh, I thought that election was going to kill me. Like, oh. <laughs> well, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll set some time. <laughs> we'll set some time out and we'll have you back and I'll just let you take the okay. mic and just rant, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> teach oh, whatever you want to scary. your audience may like dude i don't know if we want her to do that oh you'd be surprised i can talk about a lot of stuff though i'm a talker I'll, you won't be bored i promise you that one <laughs> good deal good deal all right was there anything you want to add before we take off all i can say is life is a choice it's about your mindset it's about self-care and resources and it's your journey and make the most of it absolutely and thank you and we like i said it, it's amazing just to talk to you see you full of energy full of life and it's obvious that you've made a choice to just live it to the fullest and i think that's great i'm trying to thrive in all things and travel my best journey it's amazing i have this much energy considering i'm going off three hours of sleep right now <laughs> awesome awesome all righty well we'll wrap it up so you can get the little ones to bed yeah. and then you can get to bed get some sleep tonight at least yeah, please dear lord let me get some sleep tonight i need those ease <laughs> all right thanks everybody for joining us uh we do this every tuesday night at friday p.m eastern um join us live every tuesday and if you missed the first half of the show and you want to check it out you can go to uh voluntary input on youtube you can find this show and all of our past episodes and check them out so thanks for joining us Kayla, thanks again for coming on. Somebody wants you to read them a book, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Have a good night. We'll see you, you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>